Bibles with me, we're going to be reading our core scripture out of the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 9. We are in a series just like what was previously talked about called also known as, say AKA, also known as, we are diving into the different names of God. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's been helping me to really relate with and to know our Father, our Savior. Guys, He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. He wants you to know him on a first name basis. See, God doesn't want to be this far distant being that you don't have a personal relationship. I believe that the reason why God created us was to have personal relationship with him. And by truly knowing someone, you obviously know their name, right? Cool. So I believe that throughout this series, we're going to get to know God on a deeper, more intimate level. And I believe that that alone will change our lives. Okay, so you guys with me, with me, Psalm chapter 9, you there? Psalm chapter 9, we are going to be reading out of verse 10. It says this, those who know your name, say name. Those who know your name, trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. Those who know your name, trust in you. For you will not abandon those who search for you. What we're doing tonight is we're searching after him. We're going to dig deep and we're going to learn about a name that I believe quite possibly could be, uh, in my opinion, the most important name of God. Because with an understanding of this name, all of the other names begin to fall into place. Tonight, we're going to be looking at none other than the great I am. I am. Say this after me. Say, I am. It's a beautiful thing. Because I believe that once we gather this, we will begin to then relate with God on a whole new level. You guys with me? Cool. I'm going to pray one more time and we're going to jump right into this. So, Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much that you are with us, that you are alive. And because you are alive, God, our lives are forever changed. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the honor in this place. Thank you for my friends that have joined us tonight. Lord, I thank you that we can fall more in love with you through your word. And God, I pray that that happens tonight. I pray that we encounter Jesus maybe more than a, an idea or a concept or a philosophy. But Father, I pray that we truly encounter you tonight. Father, we open up our ears. We open up our hearts to you. No matter where we're at in life, circumstantially, God, relationally, physically tonight, we say that we're here for you. God, Beyond all of this, the music, beyond all of the cool lights, Father, it's all for you. I pray that everyone that hears my voice, God, encounters you tonight. God, become real in this place. Become real in this place, Lord. We love you so much and pray that in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. I was getting a little bit emotional right there. I, I promised them I wouldn't do this, but can we give it up for Jack's TV? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, dude, you did great, man. You did great. So, uh, some of you might know this man that I'm about to tell a lovely story about. You might know him as Grandpa, or you might know him as Dr. H. The most, <laughs> it's, uh, his, his name is Dr. Jack Hamilton. It's Casey and Jackson and uh, Shay's grandfather. But he is probably one of the most fascinating, loving, 
wise men that you will ever meet. And uh, he's on staff here at the church. He's a fantastic, fantastic person. If you ever get the chance to meet him, I would just shake his hand because shaking his hand will make you 10 times smarter, okay? (laughs) So I'm in a process right now of uh, meeting with him on a weekly basis. And we talk about, you know, godly things and theological things because, you know, that's what you talk about with someone who probably walked with Jesus. Yeah, he probably walked with Jesus. He's so, so, so smart. And um, he asked me what we're talking about in Unleashed, and I began to share my heart with him on the different names of God. And uh, he's like, have you done I Am yet? I was like, no. He's just like, you should have started with that one. I was like, And so I stopped to really think about it, and I was like, you know what? That just makes sense. And if you're here, and when someone introduces themselves as probably like a state of being, it might not make the most sense to you tonight. But I pray that by the end of this message that our view on the name I Am, when we sing the song, The Great I Am, will completely change our perspective on that. Okay, it's a song that we sing and we can get so comfortable singing, but I pray that when we say the words, the great I am, it will change the way that you view God and and yourself, okay? So I am now going to bring about the two times that I believe that are relevant to us tonight, that God reveals himself in the Bible as the great I am, okay? You guys with me? Okay, there's like seven. There's like seven of you that are with me, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I pray that by the end of this, you are all tracking with me, okay? So we are going to be reading out of Exodus. It is the second book of the Bible. Excuse me as I grab a music stand because I don't want to hold this for the rest of the night, okay? So Exodus chapter 3, it's right after Genesis. Genesis is in the beginning. (laughs) All right. Tough crowd, tough crowd, tough crowd. Uh, this is the story. I'm just going to kind of spark note it for you guys just for sake of time. It is a man named Moses. Say Moses. I'm going to call him Mo just for relevance, all right? So Mo, my homie Mo, God is calling Mo to speak to his people because his people are in captivity with the Egyptians, okay? They're under a lot of persecution. They're in slavery And they have been crying out to God, and God literally hears their cries and speaks to Moses. And we're going to pick up our story right there in chapter 3, verse 7, Exodus 3, 7. Are you guys there? Okay, fun fact. Fun fact. On Wednesdays and on Sundays, whenever I have this little thing that projects my voice loudly and you're sitting in the lovely black chairs, I'm going to be reading out of the Bible, okay? Because I believe that it's alive. I believe that it's relevant for us today, and I believe that it will and can change our lives if we allow it to. I pray that the Bible is something that you guys fall in love with even outside of a Wednesday and a Sunday. So by bringing it on a Wednesday, bringing it on a Sunday, you can actually see where we're reading out of. You can mark it. You can highlight it. You can underline it. It becomes something so much more than just a storybook. God wants to speak to you, man. He wants to reveal himself to you, and he does it through his word. So I want to challenge you guys. Bring the leather bound, dude. It's something special about actually holding it and marking it. You know, it's cool, like, tapping it and, like, highlighting it and stuff. Your friends can like it on uh, the Bible app. But I believe there's something so special having, like, a leather bound Bible. Okay? Exodus 3, verse 7. It says this. Then the Lord told him, 
I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. Doesn't that sound fantastic? To me it does. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. That's Okay, with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hives, the Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel have reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Verse 10, now go, say go. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. Okay, so what I just realized was that God was saying, I have heard the cries. I'm going to come down and intervene, but you go. And what I believe God wants to tell you tonight is he wants to send you. There's change that needs to happen in this world. There are lives that have yet to be touched because he's waiting for you to simply say, send me. You believe that? Do you believe that God can use you to change this world? God can use you to change your school. God can use you to change your family. God's waiting to use you to change this world. He's proud of you, and he loves you. Okay? Moving on, verse 12. God answered, I will be, oh, wait, wait, backtrack. This is important. Verse 11 says, but Moses protested to God. Has anyone in here ever protested with God? I know I have. But Moses protested to God. He said, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. Isn't it beautiful how God shifts the focus away from Moses back onto himself? Moses says, who am I? And God says, I'll be with you. Just saying. God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain, verse 13. But Moses protested yet again. Has anyone ever protested with God twice? Because I know I have. But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Say, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Says this, this is my eternal name, my name to remember for all the generations. Knowing I am then begins to shift the focus from us to him. I believe that there's something so beautiful from knowing God as I am. Because it's not like he was or he is going to be. I am is with you always and forever. And I believe that God can be whatever you need whenever you need him. So when he is revealing himself to you as I am, I believe he's wanting you to fill in the blank. 
I believe that he's wanting you to fill in the blank. If you need peace, I am peace. If you need forgiveness, I am forgiveness. If you need strength, I am your strength. If you need a little bit of victory in your life, I am victory. Isn't it beautiful to think that God revealing himself to us as I am literally leaves it to whatever it is that you need in this life, God can be for you that and so much more. It's crazy to think, yeah, if you need hope, God can be your hope. If you need love, God can be love. God is. I am. He can be whatever you need him to be whenever you need him to be it. And I believe that this story, the moment that God revealed himself to Moses, to to our homie Mo as the great I am, is the moment when Moses needs confidence. And I believe that God brought me to that story because some of you in this room need confidence. You could be like me, and when God calls you to something great and something mighty, you could protest with God and say, who am I to be used by you? Who am I to be used by the God who created the heavens and the earth to literally set people free? God has called you guys. You might be in here tonight, and maybe when you were younger, God called you out at like a camp or something like that. Maybe a pastor spoke a word to you. But you protest with God and say, who am I? You, you don't know what I've done. Moses had a speech impediment. Who, who is going to speak to Pharaoh, the one who is over everything with a speech impediment? God wants to use you because he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Come on. That's for somebody tonight. He is saying that he is waiting for you to say, go, send me. You know what I believe? Do you know what I believe? I believe that it's so easy to get caught up in routine. Coming to church on a Wednesday and a Sunday, kind of, you know, playing the game, singing the songs, and just leaving, and then life doesn't change. But I believe God wants to change you tonight. I believe that God wants to change you if you'll let him. If you will let him change you, he will break up routine. I believe that routine... I don't know why I felt like I needed to say that. I believe that routine is the thing that kills us from truly feeling God's presence. Jesus himself said that he was kicked out of his own hometown because those people were familiar with him. Are you familiar with Jesus tonight? Because I believe that God wants you to know him as the great I am. Because when you know Jesus as the great I am, your life will never be the same. Earlier this week, I needed encouragement. I know it's hard to think that pastors feel discouraged sometimes, but yeah, um, I'm human. <laughs> so I needed a little bit of discouragement, or I needed a little bit of encouragement, yeah. <laughs> I speak English, sorry. I needed a little bit of encouragement because I was feeling discouraged, yeah. I had a pretty tough week, just, just so you know. And um, God, I needed him to be my encourager. I needed God to be my encourager. And you know what? This dude who I have not said more than two words to that is at this church, he's like literally the nicest person you'll ever meet, stopped me in the middle of me going to, the, the, going to Starbucks with my mom, and he literally spoke a word over my life that was so spot on with what I needed to hear. 
Are we open to hearing from God? I needed him to be my encourager. So for me this week, I am encouragement. What is it that you need God to be in your life tonight? So he revealed himself to Moses as his confidence. And I believe that in the New Testament, God also reveals himself as the great I am because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he revealed himself to Moses as confidence. And we're going to read one last story. And worship team, if you guys want to jump up here, um, we're going to land this plane. He revealed himself to Peter, a man named Peter, as the great I am as well. So we're going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 14, verses 24 through 32. It's a story that most of us in this room will be familiar with. Jesus tells his boys to go out on the lake, go out on the other side. And then they find themselves in this intense, crazy storm. They're scared. They're freaked out. And then Jesus literally, from out of nowhere, begins to walk towards them on the water. Matthew chapter 14, verse 24. Meanwhile, say meanwhile. Meanwhile, meanwhile the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen. And they were fighting heavy waves. About 3 o'clock in the morning, say 3 o'clock. That's real early. Three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost, verse 27. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus says, yes, Come, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked to the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. It's so beautiful to me, friends, that Jesus, I believe that he didn't even let the wind and the waves stop him from walking out to his boys. You might be in here tonight, and you need Jesus to walk through some pretty heavy waves to get to your heart. Looking back at verse 26, or 27, Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Other translations say, when Jesus says, I am here, it says, take courage, I am. Take courage, I am. If you need courage tonight, you might be in the midst of one of the craziest storms that you have ever walked through. Jesus knows where you're at, and he wants to be your courage. You might be in here tonight, and you might need peace. You need Jesus to be your peace. If you're in here tonight and you need a little bit of strength, God can be your strength. God can be whatever you need, whenever you need it most. God wants to reach you, and he wants to touch you tonight. So let's all do this. Let's all close our eyes and and bow our heads in this moment. If you're in here tonight and you'd say, yeah, yeah, that's me. 
I need God to really make himself real to me tonight because I, have, I feel like my head's going under the water. I need Jesus to really reveal himself to me in this moment as I am. If you want to know Jesus on a personal level, I believe that God wants to reach out to you and lift you back up in this place tonight. So I'm just going to simply count to three, and if that's you, you want a little bit of encouragement from the Father. You want to say, Jesus, I need you. I feel like my head's going underwater, and I just want to make you the Lord of my life. I want to know you on a first-name basis. So I'm just going to count to three. If that's you, you need a little bit of Jesus tonight. Simply lift up your hand. We're going to pray a prayer together. And then we're going to finish this night off worshiping and responding to the message. So ready? One, God wants to touch you tonight. Two, what is stopping you from responding to Jesus in this place? And three, you need a little bit of Jesus tonight. He's reaching out to you. Don't let anything stop you from responding to Jesus in this moment. He's calling you. He's calling you. He wants to reveal himself to you as the great I am. Oh, God is setting people free in this place tonight, friends. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, Father, you see every hand that is lifted up in this place. God, you are calling them by name, God, to know you by a first name basis, to know you as the great I am. And Father, I pray that right now is a turning point in their life, is a changing moment, a changing point, God. You're calling people home in this place. Father, make your spirit so real and so alive in this place. God, seal this moment in Jesus' name.